Are you starting with us Psachim? Every day. The sheer, not eight minutes. Every day. Good Vach Raboisai. Come here a second. Oy vey. Come here. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Yeshua Aaron Price's son. He just brought me a balloon. It's not my birthday. It's my English birthday. Don't worry about it. The island came. They thought they surprised me. They surprised me on the wrong day. They're going to have to do it over again. I don't celebrate English. You got to do it twice. Shkoyach, thanks. Oh, you want to tell them? Good morning, Rabbi Sir. Yeah, hold on. He wants to say. Good morning, Rabbi Sir. Givaldik. Okay. Go, go to your daddy. How's everybody doing? Real quickly, Lili Nishmas Imi Mirasi Ruspas Mordechai. Today's shir is being sponsored in honor of Shia Greenfield. I'm going to call them the Parnas Achoydish. $1,800, Parnas Achoydish. In honor of Yossi Klein from Superior Plumbing Muncie. And today's shir is being sponsored by Mayor Planka, Rufur Shlema for Avram Elio Ben Chaya. He should have a clear 2020 vision on main. Quick email here from David Brandes from South Bend. Good morning, Rebellion MDY crew. I shared the flyer Yeshua posted on the WhatsApp group with my family right away. I started getting responses. Apparently, you sold my brother in law, Shmaya Shoshani's house on Chase down the block, and he remembers you from when you ran. I have no idea who that is, sorry. He didn't know you were giving Shear, but needless to say, he signed up and downloaded the app. He's going to start in Mir Sashem Psachim. All right, my nephew, Yishkoyach, my nephew then texted to tell me that apparently your son is joining Shiva. He's also telling shout out to Yehuda Castell, DJ. Huda Chris. Looking forward to starting the next Masechta with you and the whole Sheer David Brown. So anyways, that's an email of telling us that he got other people to join. This is from John, John Bernholtz. Hi, my name is John. Jonathan Bernholtz. I'm already with you guys from Masechta Shabbos, and I love it. I'm from London. Originally from Vienna. I usually watch on the app and YouTube. I got my father-in-law hooked to the Sheer. He also watches on the app and YouTube every day. Just want to let you know. They got a new guy listening every morning. I got him hooked. Since Rosh Hashanah, from London, every morning, 5.15. His name is Eli Posen, brother-in-law. Just wanted you to know, could you give him a shout-out? Do I have to do it again? Eli Posen, Shalom Aleichem, welcome. We're going to finish us together. Um, he deserves it. Thank you, keep up the good work. Shkoyach Jonathan, thanks for getting people to join the shir. It'll be a schuss for you, a schuss for me, a schuss for the whole MDY crew, a schuss for the whole Chevra. Rabbi Sai, this is unbelievable. We can see the end here. Davkov Gimel and Mibbez by the Mishnah. You have Nebuch, a very unfortunate situation where a coin got a boo boo on his finger. These are amazing pictures from Yoni. I'm, I'm just going to miss it. I didn't realize how spoiled we are. I, I called up Yoni. His wife said, I'll think about it. They gave me Rishos to use all their pictures. I called up Art Scroll and all the... I got Rishos. I called up this other guy from Sechtes Psachim on Mishnais. He gave me the big no. I was wondering how come people are just so nice. They just give me, let, give me Rishos. So I don't know what we're going to do for Psachim. But meanwhile, I'm going to enjoy every one of these pictures. You may put on, in those days, instead of a band-aid, they had a gemi. Gemi is something that could, has healing powers. Healing powers. So even though it's a healer, and on Shabbos it's a big no-no, can't heal on Shabbos, nevertheless, because you're in the base of Migdash, 
And it's not nice when blood is dripping all over the place. That's not how you perform the Avoidah. So we allow you to be Koyrech Gemit. Avalei Medina. Can't do that anywhere else besides the Bisa Mikdash. If you're tying, you're wrapping around your finger like in this picture, beautiful. The blood is just dripping. You want to give it a good kvetch, a good squeeze so blood could come out. That's choyvel. Choyvel is osur in Shabbos. Kamvikan osur. Even the Beis Hamikdash, it is osur. Omar Rav Yehuda Bereder Rav Chia. We have to remember this name. Rav Yehuda, the son of Rabbi Chia, says, Loishanu Elo Gemi. This halacha that we just learned is halacha with a piece of reed. You're allowed to put it on your finger. It's okay to put a little band-aid, it's a reed. If I take a little decorative belt and I put it around my finger, I'm adding begadim. So, here's a picture of the begadim. It's the kind gadol with a shmoyne begadim. Here's the kind hediot with four begadim. Here's the avnate, the red avnate. We're going to talk about it. If I put something on my finger, now all of a sudden I have five. If I have five, my avoid is possible. If I'm a coin headier, then I wear the begadim of the coin gadol, possible. If I'm a coin gadol and wear less begadim, possible. It has to be exact. You have no right to add a beautiful decorative belt. By you adding a decorative belt, it's a problem. Azoi zokir where is he adding this beget? He's adding it to his finger. Now, a finger is not a place where you wear a beget. There's no glove. Nevertheless, Rabbi Yehuda Bereda Rabbi says, this is problematic. Well, I'm going to see this is Rabbi jumps in right away and he says, not true. I disagree. That's if instead of wearing this beautiful... Or the avnate, let's say, I take your tzutzul and I put it on. Okay. Instead of wearing the white, I wear my nice uh, Armani jacket, whatever it is. That's a Yitru B'gadim. Putting a nice decorative band-aid is not Yitru B'gadim. Ask the Gemara of a tape But what about... When the, the coin performs the avoida, it says, he has to take whatever it is with his hand. He has to lift up the, the, the carbon. He has to do the whatever it is. And all of a sudden, there's a band-aid. A band-aid is a chatzitza. He's not touching whatever he has to be touching. Says the Gemara, bismail. Now, the halach is, as Rashi points it right away, if you do the avoida, let's say, Kabbalah Saddam, does, you have to grab the blood out of the carbon's neck. You grab it with your left hand, possible. So it's not a big deal to put a bandit on the, on the left hand. If he's a righty, especially. So he puts the band, we're talking about on the left hand. Or he puts the little bandit over here on top. is the palm of his hand. He's grabbing things like this. To put it on top of his finger is not a big deal. And this would be an argument on Rav according to this Lashon. We're going to see there's a little bit, slightly of a different Lashon in, in Rabbi Yochanan. This Rabbi Yochanan says that beged, wherever the clothing of the Kayan is, that's where you're over on Yitur B'gadim. 
But if it's not a makom beged, like the fingers, you put any kind of decorative, uh, whatever it is, then it's okay. What does Rava say? Rava argues. If you are to have a single thread that's not part of the garment, and it's right underneath what the coin wears, right over here, <coughs> anywhere, that's a chatzitza between the coin's body and the beged. So even nimachas, one here. Shaloi b'mokim begadim. But if it's not in the area that a coin typically wears a beged, let's say, I don't know, over here, on his forehead. If he's not a coin gadol, it sits. On his nose. He puts something on his nose. Shaloi al shaloi shchoytzitzos. Three by three fingers. Let me ask you a question. What is it a chatzitza from? I put something, a three by three on my nose. What's the chatzitza? What, 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 what's supposed to be there that this is a problem? I'm chatzitza between what and what? The answer is it's not a chatzitza. It's a play on words. I'm convinced that the Gemara does this just to weed out all the riffraff, the guys that are not interested. Since we spoke about chatzitzah, the Gemara is throwing in a word called chatzitzah. What the Gemara really means, says Rashi, is yitur begadim. This is a new piece of cloth. Three by three, is a new, it's not a chatzitzah. I don't have to have anything on my nose. I can put whatever I want on my nose. I'm not wearing another beged. It's not a, a, a chatzitzah between my beged and, and, and my guf. So what the Gemara means is yitur begadim. By me putting a three by three, I'm adding clothing. Where? On my nose. But if my nose is not a, a makam that I wear a beged, Torah doesn't tell me to wear a beged. Says Rav, it doesn't matter. You have no right adding begadim. You also wear four, and right now you have a nose covering number five, and that's also, says Rav. He argues on, on Rabbi Yochanan. Says the Gemara, the Rabbi Yochanan, vade pligo. That's obvious, Rabbi Yochanan said, that on a not a mocking bucket where the coin typically doesn't wear, like let's say on his hands, on his feet, on his nose, you cannot add begadim. In other words, if you do add begad, you're not over anything. There's no yitur begadim. There's no iser. And Rabbi just said there is an iser. If it's large enough, three by three, which consists usually throughout chas, the size of a piece of cloth, three by three fingers, so it's a begad. Now, Adarav Yehuda Bereder of Chia, me name the Pliga. Who's Rabbi Yehuda Bereder of Chia? As we start out the Sugya, that is the Shita that says you cannot put a tzilzul cotton, a decorative band, a decorative belt, a small little belt around the bubu. That you can't do. Says the Gemara. Well. The decorative band is not three by three fingers. Rava says it has to be three by three fingers in order to be over. The son of Rebchia doesn't say that. He says, uh, maybe it's one finger, I don't know. It's nice, it's beautiful, it's decorative, it's colorful, but it doesn't have to be three fingers. So is there machlaikas or not? Says the perhaps there's no machlaikas. Maybe they agree with each other. Shani tzitzel katan, the chashiv. What's so, 
three by three is a shear of chashivos. This is what poor people don't throw out, they don't toss away, chashiv. You know what? If it's a beautiful decorative, somebody worked really hard on, 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 on uh, putting it together, what is it called again? You know, whatever. Then that's also chashiv. It's beautiful. MML, that's chaytzitz. That, not chaytzitz, that's a yitur b'gadam. That's a yitur b'gadam. Says the Gemara, Lishnach, you know. Slightly different. So the son of Rabbi Yehuda, the son of Rabbi Yehuda says, what the Mishnah allows us is a coin to put on a gemi, a reed, a simple piece of grass. It has, uh, it has some therapeutic um, properties in there, but it's ugly. It's just a piece of reed. But a a nice belt is a chatzitza. Now, if you pay attention, the Gemara over there said in the beginning, "Avol tzilzil katan have a yitur b'gadim." A small belt is considered extra beged. And now the Gemara is saying, "Avol tzilzil katan chaitzitz." But guess what? We just we just established that the word chatzitza doesn't mean chatzitza. It's just to get us to think a little bit. And chaitzitz means yitur b'gadim. Okay, so therefore there's zero difference so far between what we just read before. A small belt is a chatzitza, meaning it consists, it, it, we consider it an extra beged. The Torah says, you kain headed, you wear four, you just wore a fifth beged. No, no. Here's a little bit of a difference. Big difference. Now, Oh, just to mess with us a little bit. Now the word chatzitza means chatzitza. Okay. Loyara chatzitza bepokes mishalosh. Ela bemokem begodim. Because, listen, if you're wearing a beged, now the word chatzitza does apply. The Torah says you should wear this tunic, whatever it is, some sort of beged. And guess what? You have a bunch of threads from a different... You forgot to take it off your, your body. It makes a chatzitza between your body and the beggar. So that word chatzitza fits in as the typical chatzitza in shas. And now we go to that kufdalat omed alef. Shalosh al shalosh chatzitzais. Pachos mishalosh and chatzitzais. Says Rabbi Yochanan. What does he say? He says chatzitza is... In the Mokim of the Beged. If the Torah doesn't say to wear a Beged on your hand and on your feet and on your nose, so it depends. If I put a nice piece of fabric there, a chash of peace, that's a chatzitza. No, who says that? Now Rabbi Yochanan is saying exactly what Rav said in the name of Chizda. The, they're identical. Before they argued, now they're identical. According to this lashon, they're identical. Says the Gemara, "Sorry." Okay. So the same, the same thing. In other words, Rabbi Yochanan now in this lashon admits that there's a concept called yitur b'gadim. Even when the Torah says, "Don't wear something on your nose," "Don't wear something on your hand," but if you decide to wear a glove, if a kain comes to me and says, it's cold," and he wears a glove, according to both Rabbi Yochanan and Rava. He's over all, all his avayda is worthless, garbage. Because he has to wear four, not five. 
Perhaps they do argue on the son of Reb Chia who says, forget about three by three, even a tzilzul kata and even a small belt is a chatzitza. No, no argument, like we said before, shani tzilzul kata and the chashiv. They would agree that if it's a beautiful decorative beged that has the same halach as a three by three, that creates a yitur begadim. Ask the Gemara. However, Ula Rebbe Yochanan, who is talking directly to this, which we just said was Rava, this little chiddush of Tzitzel Katan, maybe. But Rebbe Yochanan, if you recall, all the way in the beginning of the Gemara, let's just go back for a second, where it says Gemara, right after the Mishnah. This heter of a coin putting on a band aid is when it's made out of reed. But if it's a beautiful belt, he cannot do so because he's adding a beged. Who is Rabbi Yochanan talking to? To Rabbi Yehuda Bereder of So if Rabbi Yehuda was talking directly to Rabbi Yehuda Bereder you can't say he doesn't argue on him. He specifically argues on him. Oh. So ask the Gemara if he argues on him. And he says that a small belt is no good. So why, don't, why doesn't he just say Allah about the small belt says the Gemara Milsa the Gemi Masi. He wanted to tell us another chiddush. He wanted to say, by the way, you should know that a reed has therapeutic properties. It could be, it could heal people. It heals the wound. So I would think that it's also to use on Shabbos because Shrika Samamanim. You're not allowed to heal wounds on Shabbos. you could. Says the Mishnah. Hold on one second. I got to turn on this air conditioner. One sec. Sorry. So, we're talking about the Mizbeach. The Kevesh of the Mizbeach, you're going up the ramp. And it's a rainy day. So what do you do if it's a rainy day? Could you see? I don't know if you can see well. It's a rainy day. And I don't want Koyhanim to slip and fall. So you could put Melach, Agabe Kevesh. I could sp- spray some salt on there. Bishvil Now, typically, it might be a problem to put salt because Ashwui Gumais, you're straightening something out. It's like Binyan. We'll see, maybe there's a little bit of an issue of building up the Mizbech. You're building, problem of building. Says the Mishnah, Umemalim mebor hagula, umebor hagadol bagalgal b'shavas. So you know the, the the wells they have a wheel, which I didn't look it up today, but as far as I remember, I think a wheel takes off about fifty percent. Should take about fifty percent of the weight of the item, right? Because it's hold, it's holding. I think that's how it is. And if you add another wheel, it takes off 20, another 25%. I forgot the cheshman. Whatever, there's a cheshman. If you do another wheel below here, and that's what, you could do a whole wheelie system. Anyway, one wheel makes it easier. There's no question it makes it easier. I think it's 50%. Makes sense logically because it's holding the rope from on top, and you're just pulling. So I think it takes it. Okay, fine. Whatever the number is. So it says like this. They had two of these boyrois in the base Hamikdash. So you can draw water even though you're using a galgal, even though you're using a wheel 
That's okay. Umebera kar biyamtav. Now, there's a, there was a there was a, a, a well outside of the Beis Hamikdash. One well called kar. That well you could use on yontif, not on Shabbos. As we're gonna, the Gemara is gonna explain. So Rav Iko asked a question to Rav. Not. It says that you can pour salt on the ramp of the Mizbeach. It says in the Mishnah, you can only do it in the base of Mikdash, on the Kevesh. Don't say you could start spraying salt on your sidewalk. Veremini, how does this fit with the following Allah? You have a yard that's all muddy, maybe Teven. You bring some straw, and you spread it out. Why is it that you could spread out straw in your backyard, but you cannot spread salt? Says the Gemara, Shani Tevin, Okay? The reason is that when it comes to straw, I'm not setting it there for good. It's a temporary thing. I could use it afterwards. I have other uses for it. Nice, geschmack, muddy, stepped on Tevin. I'll feed it to my animal. I'll put it in the cement. But using salt, I have zero to do with it. Once I put it down, it's garbage. Garbage is a problem. I have a nice muddy thing. I have all these dips and stuff in my mud. Now I go and I put salt down and I smooth it out. That's awesome. However, if I'm going to use my straw... That's not, that's not a problem. Why? Because I'm going to take out the straws just there temporarily. So it's not a shvuyi gumas. I don't have a problem of a shvuyi gumas. He asks him a bomb question. Ravacha asks Ravashi. Right? It's so interesting when Ravashi is reading about himself. Ravashi wrote this. So Ravacha asks Ravashi, Hi Melachikidami. What exactly happened in the Beis Hamikdash? They sprinkled salt. I don't know the sprinkler. What intent did he have? Did he have an intent to leave it there forever and let the rain come and wash it away? Whatever. But he put it there forever. That's the problem. Now he's adding a fraction of an inch to the mizbeach. The marshal takes this out. I got this from the Nevi'im. The exact measurement. The Mizbeach is 16 amas wide, 22. This height, that, it's exact. To the millimeter, not a millimeter. You, you're adding salt. You're rooting it. You're going what Tari tells us not to do. Vidu like a mevatle. And if he doesn't, he's not mevatle the salt. No, a kayin must have his body, his feet, the bottom of his feet, have to touch the ground. They can't be on a clee. They can't be on a friend's foot. We learned all sorts of halachas. Chatzitza. Can't wear shoes, obviously. Have to be on the floor of the table. So how can you put salt? Salt is like a shoe. It became part of the Mizbech. Oh, so you added to the Mizbech. So we have a problem here. Says the Gemara. What's the big deal? The only time the Kayin's feet have to be on the Bishamidosh, on the floor, is when he's performing. He's not performing in Avada. He's carrying meat. The Karbanas, he's carrying up the ramp. So, 
There's no problem of chatzitza. There's a problem of falling on your head and breaking your hip. That's very important to take care of. So we put down salt. It says in the Pasuk, Rashi points out, Why kayin? Because it's an avoida. Otherwise, it wouldn't say kayin. He takes all the pieces up and he brings it onto the Mizbecha. This is just carrying, carrying it up is part of the Avoida. Part of the Avoida requires that your feet touch the ground and not on salt. In fact, we're talking about Shabbos, right? So, what exactly are they doing on the Mizbech? On Shabbos, on a typical Shabbos. Let's think about it just for a second. They bring a carbon tamid on Shabbos, and they bring a carbon musaf on Shabbos. They are going to bring some of the wood. They're going to take some of the wood, some of the gecholim for the k'tiris. What else? That's pretty much everything. Yeah? I don't know. I can't think of anything else. So, so they have to walk up and down the mizbech. In fact, Yoni, I think he did a very nice job here because. This kevesh over here is 16 amas wide. And if you look closely, all he did was, he, made, he put salt, there's a line right over here. So he, he didn't put salt on the entire kevesh. He put salt on part of the kevesh, as the Gemara says here, people have to go up to his back to bring wood, and that's not avodah. So those people are going to use the salt. And when the other the other koyhanim, when they're done with the tamid and the musaf and everything, they'll walk down the salt. Anybody else? They can't start sweeping salt away. Other, so that's what I think he did. They only, he made a nice little path for salt for those who are not performing avoida or the guys that are returning from the avoida so they can walk on the salt. However, the other people, bringing up the ivarim, the tamid, the musaf, they're going to have to go on this part of the mizbeach. And that's what he has here. Carbon. This guy's carrying a carbon. And this guy's carrying Eitzim. Beautiful. I just noticed it now. I didn't realize he wrote it. Mefurish. Eitzim and carbon. Okay. Great. This guy from He sits and he, he goes through the sugi well. So he, that he could draw nicely. Dorash wrote. You have a yard that got body. Maybe it's having a rather he brings a little straw and he spreads it out. Listen to this, Misa. Unbelievable. It's a great lesson in life. Omale Rapapa Larova. Says Rapapa Larova, Vatanyo, Chumirada, Enoi, Mirada Lebisava Lebekupa. When he spreads out the, the, the straw, be careful. Don't take a box and flip it over and go like this. Why? That's Uvda Dechal. That's how you do it in the weekday. Can't do Uvda Dechal. You have to be careful. Shabbat Shalaya Luchacha. The way you walk, the way you talk. So certainly you shouldn't do malacha, spreading out straw like a guy does on a Tuesday. You have to do it differently. So what do you do? You take some sort of piece that's left over from your box and you spread it out like that. Listen to this. It's amazing. Rava, turn on the microphone. In those days, they didn't have microphones. So they had an Amira. It's a guy that has a very loud voice. Could scream loud. And the, the screamer said, and the Amira said, 
Dvarim Shamarti Lashnechem, you should know Rabbi toes him beyond. Everything I said before is a mistake. I Rava Godaladar, I made a mistake. It's okay to make mistakes in learning. Bram Kamru Mishum Rebiliazer. This is the halacha. In the name of Rebiliazer, Shumirado, when you spread it out, you should only spread it out with the, the broken box, not with the regular box. thought it's beautiful. Zamaisa with me. I was a David in a shul in Chicago. And the rock there is Rabbi Chaim Tversky, a tremendous tzaddik. I mentioned this story a while ago. I'll say it again. It's a big onov, a real onov. So I was learning Mishnah Bura at the time. I was going through my Mishnah Bura. And I happened upon the halacha. And I go over to him and I say, listen, the way he used to do it is he used to give a speech on Shabbos. When? They used to say, Ya Hallelujah, Hashem, Hashem, and they would put the Sefer Torah back into the, into the Oren Kodesh after Ashrei. Ashrei, Ya Hallelujah, like everybody does. And then, clap on the Bima, he gives his drasha. And after his drasha, start Kaddish. So I went over to him, I said, I don't understand, Rebbe. Kaddish goes on Ashrei. You can't just do Kaddish in the middle of nowhere after a speech. This is Ashrei and Kaddish. She says, let me see, let me see the Shabur, let me see. Okay, that was the... The following week he gets up, he says, Rabbi Isai, my father used to give a drusha after Ashrei, and then they would take Kaddish. My grandfather, I forgot the Rebbe, another Rebbe, these are Torskis, the Doris of, of, of Rebbes. And Doris, Doris, of Rebbes, they gave the speech like this. But Eli Stefanski pointed out a Mishnabur to me, and I'm changing it from today on. The way it's going to work is, we're going to say Yahalalu and not Ashri. And after my speech, we're going to say Ashri and Kaddish. And the Kaddish is going to go on Ashri. Until this very day, that's how they do it. You're a guest there, you don't know what's flying. The Halalu, no, no Ashri, what's flying? That's it, because... He's a, he's a ish halacha. Whatever the halacha says, the Mishbur says like that, even though he's chasidish, and even though he has minhavisayin to be a daini, no. That's the halacha, that's it. And the story. Unbelievable. It's a, it's a true sign of a nov and a true sign of a, a person that cares about halacha. Says the Gemara. It's a classic Rabbi Tversky story. It is. It's unbelievable. He's, Avi Kamiansky knows, learned a lot of, a lot of dafiyomi with Rabbi Tversky, Avi. All right. Brand new sugya. You'll say, right here, this is where you cut and go weiter. Right here. Also, an amazing story here. Ula was a guest. Some terrible individual banged on the door, knocked on the door. Omar, so Ula said, Man hai litchal gufei Who's this guy that's being Mechal Shabbos? His body should be Mechulu. What chutzpah is this? Knock on the door. Knocking on the door in Shabbos. It's Mashmiya Kol. You're not allowed to drum on Shabbos. You're not allowed to make noises on Shabbos. Omele Rabba, Leos, the Koshal Shir. What do you mean? The, the whole listener is if it's a nice sound, if it, if it has a beat. Oh. 
Oh, I forgot to get the picture for this. This is another problem. Okay. So once we're holding here, I just want to do a little mishabur for a second. Here's a few cool, interesting halachas that maybe the Elam doesn't know about. Are you allowed to snap your finger on Shabbos? In order to wake somebody up. The Mogan Avram says, you're allowed to, if it's not a derech shir, but he says that according to Tosis and Shabbos and Rashi, you should be machmer. Don't snap your finger. Okay, that's one thing. Another thing, I was in the, I think I was with Avi actually, Avi Kamiansky, in the Bells of Bismedrish. Were you with me? I don't remember. And they showed us that there's so many people there, so in order to make them quiet, they have a special stick, and the guy bangs it on the beam and makes a huge sound. Are you allowed to use that on Shabbos? The answer is no, you cannot. Here's another question. Could you clap your hands during L'chadoidi? Can you dance during L'chadoidi? So that's a little bit problematic. That says in halacha that you shouldn't. But there are places that they do. Ludvar mitzvah. Now, Simchas Torah is very different because it's the cover the Torah. But maybe one should be a little bit more careful. There's a lot of people that like to do a beat. You know, the chazan, you go this, da-da-da, da-da-da. It's probably better not to. There are places that they, they, they do it. And I guess, but it's an issue. To the point where Ula thought that even knocking on the door is usher. What's the problem? The problem is that he's going to fix an instrument. Now, because in our day we don't have instruments like this that we're fixing, you're going to knock, you're going to go like this, you're going to fix a guitar, doesn't it? So that's why they're more makeup. Fine. But if you're not in shul, you're not dancing, you're not, it's not for the simcha of the mitzvah of tefillah, then it's very problematic. So that's why people go like this. They, they do different ways. They do kalachriyad and stuff like that. Okay. Says, Eisvi, Abayo, so Abayo asks a question. Malin b'dyoifi umatifin mi'erek l'choyle b'shavas. Dyoifi, dyoifi is two. It's basically a... Uh, what's the word? I had it before. Um... It's where, you know, like you try to steal gas from a car, so you stick a, a tube in and a siphon. Okay, a siphon. So a dioifi is like a siphon. You, you put it in one cleat, you give it a, a little, uh, you, you blow in words, you, you draw the water to you or whatever it is, and it, it continues to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into that story on the RV. It's a different time, for a different time. It's a gavaldi gamaisa, but for a different time. So anyway... Mi'erek is basically, think about a shower head. It's a, a piece of metal that has tiny little holes in it, and you fill it up with water on top, and when you unplug it, it starts dripping out nicely, it drips, and it drips on another piece of metal, and it creates a soothing sound. It could be a soothing sound, or it could be a, a very annoying sound. So, l'chayla in l'bari you could do so, you can make this noise for the sick. says, Gemara Echidami, you don't want to wake up the sick person, scare him, or get a heart attack, or have a stroke or something. So what you do is you use this Eric, a little bit of annoying noise, and slowly, oh, he has to get up. An alarm clock, sort of. But what kind of noise is it? Annoying. So annoying is, is also to do. It says over here, you can only do it for 
a sick person, but not for a regular person. So you see from here that any kind of sound is also to do on Shabbos. Not a good raya, the tear, he's awake. The kabai delenim, you want to soothe him, it's a sound machine. You know, they have these sound machines that give you a nice soothing sound. So, that's, what, that's what's going on. So, don't bring a raya from this Eric thing, that even an annoying noise is also to do on Shabbos. Perhaps it's a nice noise, and that's why it's also to do. It's like, it's like music. It actually sounds like uh, you're, you're, you're making a, a sound with some sort of a musical instrument. We have it by us. You know, over here we have a lot of annoying birds. There come dozens of them on the, on, the, on the porch, even on Shabbos. Are you allowed to change on Shabbos? You don't, wanna, you don't want the animals to eat your, your gourds, your pumpkins. You do what you typically do. He shouldn't clap his hands. You're not allowed to clap your hands on Shabbos. And you shouldn't bang your chest, make noises on your chest. You shouldn't dance. You shouldn't stomp with your feet. My time. Isn't it because you're creating a sound on Shabbos? No. You're not making a nice sound. That's not the problem. The problem is, specifically with birds, you might take a stone, you'll throw it at the bird, and you'll end up throwing at birds in Rosh Hashanah. Your stone will end up in Rosh Hashanah. You have to think about it. In those days, the women, we had a Toysvus. I forgot where it was. Toysvus says that by us in France, the women used to get married at the age of 12 and even younger, he said. People didn't have money. There was reasons for it. So you're dealing with very young girls. They're in, they're in elementary school. They're in 7th, 8th grade. And they had a game. They would take a nut and toss it down like a smooth surface and see if they could hit another one. You know, like marbles. Also, it's also for them to do so. My time So the chayra, we think the reason is, love the color because they're making sounds with the, with the nut. And that's awesome. They need a smooth surface. So if you allow them to play with these things on Shabbos, you know, don't picture yourself a 40-year-old mother with the children, these mature women that we have today. These are little kids. They're playing. The problem is that they might be playing with, they might smooth out the dirt. Because if not, how do you explain this? The same exact thing. They used to, the game was with with apples, also. Now, an apple doesn't make any sound. Obviously, the reason behind it is so you don't smooth out the surface. Not. So we had in our Mishnah, we're allowed to use, you're allowed to draw water from a well. And you're allowed to use the wheel. Why only in the Beis HaMikdash? Because we're talking about Hashemah's call. You're creating a sound. The wheel has some sort of, it has the teeth, it's a, whatever the mechanism is, it makes a lot of noise. It's so easy to draw water using this fancy wheel. I don't know where you got it. It's a chash of an invention. So now all of a sudden you're going to start watering your, your, your yard, your garden on Shabbos. And that's the problem. 
Says the Gemara, Amimar, Shor Mimla, Bigalgala, Bimachaiza. I don't know if you remember, we had him sech the Shabbos. Amemar allowed everybody to sweep the floor in Shabbos because in Mechayza they had balatot. They didn't have the dirt floor, they were all wealthy. So, same Amemar, he also made a hetter, he said you're allowed to use the wheel on Shabbos. Why? Omar, my time, it goes to Rabbanu. What's the whole reason that it's also? Shamiyim, Maliginaz, L'churbasai. Hacha, here in Bar Park. Forget about it. There's no, there's no gardens, there's nothing here. Says, says the Gemara. Kivin the kachaza the toru bokitano. But then he realizes another problem. In the weekdays, they sat around and they would fill up the. They had so much water, so they would, they would fill up their vats to, to soak the the wool, the the cotton. So Mamela he said, you know what? You might come to do that on Shabbos. And he said, it's completely awesome. We just turned to the Kuvdalarom and the Beis, and now, believe it or not, it's unbelievable. We see the end of the Masechet. It's crazy. Very, very emotional. Sponsored, this turning of the Dab, sponsored, leading the Nishmas, Rucham Achaya, Fruma, Allah, Shalom, Bas, Rab, Doiv, Pinchas, and Rabbi Chil, Shrago, Ben Avram, Alevi, Allah, Shalom. Second sponsor. By Kalman of the five towns, Lili Nishmas, Menachem, Mendel, Ben, Simcha. And the third, sponsored by the fine and pearl families in the Schos of Rafur Shlema, from Minda, Elka, Bas, Edel, Yishkoyach, Zev, and Dani Fine, and the Gans Mishpacha. Says the Gemara, Umibeirakar. We had that you could draw water from a well called Kar, which happened to be outside of the base of on Yantav only, with a wheel. My Berakar, why is it called Berakar? What is it? Where is it? Omar Shmuel, Bar Shehikru, Oleo, Dvarim, Vitirua. Whatever it was, Klai Yisrael were coming. They were coming to Territ Yisrael. They needed water. On Yontif. So they, they, they made an argument to say that they're able to draw water on Yontif. It's, a, it's not life and death, but it was a Shasat Chak. They need water. And they allowed them. Rabbi said we're talking about one well. That's it. One place called Kar. Meisvei. They didn't allow all the Karais wells. Now, how does the word if hikru means that they asked questions and they made an argument, that's on one well. That's in one place. How all of a sudden now it became plural. There were many of these hikrois. It doesn't fit into what we just said. How, how did all of a sudden you have hikru means it was one argument for one well. And now you're telling me kalabois hakarois, all the karois ones. Like in Borough Park. Again, on 14th Avenue, Bear Maim Chaim. I don't know if it exists there anymore. I don't think so. Bear Maim Chaim. It's in every Shevet Brothers, every Chasana. You have to drink Bear Maim Chaim soda only. But Bear Maim Chaim means it's alive, it's, it's, it's a spring. So it is actually one bear. It's one place. But Mikar, Hakar means that it comes from. The source. But it's actually only one. They were matter one well only. And when Klai Yisrael came up, they rested right there by that well. They said, you could drink from it. Not only those three Nevi'im, there's a minute. But 
At the end of the day, just that one bar. Boisai. Betzal Jacobowitz. Shalom Aleichem Rebetzal. How you doing? And who else? We had Rabbi Pashkas here. Moshe Pashkas, I saw him. That's I. Hello, I know. I was. I wanted to see him for Psachim Dav Beis, but now that you ruined it, Doctor Shamroth, I don't see him. But I, I was gonna. I'm gonna have to remind him again. Doctor Shamroth was with us. For, I don't remember how long. He hasn't missed a day since Shabbos, beginning of Shabbos, maybe. I don't know. It's a long time. A long time. Show him. I don't see your face. That's why you gotta, Doctor Shamroth. You gotta show your face. Who else do we have? Oh, Zaman Tzvi Biliak. That's uh, Yosef's son. Avi Ehrenreich, Yaakov Tuch. Who else? Eitan O'Garrig, Rabbi Isai, show up to the, to the, um, see him tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, by Avi Factor's street over there. It's going to be very kosher. Three people per table with social distancing and food made by Eitan O'Garrig. A very, very, very good chef. It's going to be uh, barbecue style. So far, over 65 people, I believe, are showing up. And it might be more. So be there. I'll be there. No one will be there. The whole Hevra, MDY Hevra will be there. It will be a great time. And all of Klai Yisrael, throughout the world. Says the Mishnah. And a message of bracha from Reb Weiss. And a message, yes. Oh. Okay, I knew I made a mistake there. Since neither, so okay for Psachim Dav Beis Omid Aleph, we'll 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 get it straight. Shkoyach, since neither, wow, since my streak, my four hundred days straight, straight. He hasn't missed a day, Rabbi. Say not a day. Says the Mishnah, the last last Mishnah. I want to cry, best. I'm not joking. This is. It's very emotional. We went through such an unbelievable Masechta. They say it's from the toughest ones in Shas. And here it is, the last final Mishnah. Sheretz Shenimtzo Bamigdash. Sheretz. One of my favorite charts of all time. This is what a Sheretz looks like. One of these eight guys. Shemanesh Rotsim. It could be a mouse. It could be a toad. A tzav is a toad. Remember, Hosugin, not a turtle. Tzav in Hebrew is a turtle, but in the Torah it means a toad. Okay, Shmoni What do you do? You got it. You come into the base of Midrash, you find one of these things, a pager on the floor, you got to get rid of it. Now obviously during the week, of course, the guy comes immediately and takes it out. But what happens if you find it on Shabbos? So as we had the picture before, we go back, the, the Koyen has a belt, he has a gartel, a nice red gartel. So he takes the gartel off, so he doesn't touch it with his own hands. He picks up the sheretz and tosses it out. Now, here's a nice yoni picture. You get the idea. And what's going on here is as follows. A dead sheretz is avi, it's avatuma. Avatuma. What happens when you touch Avatuma? You become a Rishon, a Rishon Tuma. So if the Kain himself would touch the mouse, the dead mouse, he would become a Rishon? That's a no-no. He's not going to become Tame. He has no place there. It's also, he's in the base of Midrash with Tuma. So he touches the Avnate. The Avnate becomes a Rishon. 
And a Rishon cannot make a human being Tomei. End of story. It could be, look, Yoni does it nicely. The mouse touches the Avni. The mouse is Ava, Tumah touches the Avni, which becomes a Rishon. We're not going to Tumah here. I'm just saying it so that we are much more familiar with Hilchas Tumah. Touches the Avni. The Avni could touch food and the two, food would become Tumah. But once the Avni touches the Kayin, nothing. Kalim, nothing. Okay. So that's that. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah. We haven't, we're going to see in the Gemara. Immediately. You don't want the sherets laying around there. So immediately he goes and grabs it and he chucks it out of the base of English. Use tongues made out of wood. Now a tongue is not makabal tumah. Why? Because it's shute kliate. It's flat. It doesn't have a base kibble. It doesn't have anything to carry. It. It's just a flat tongue. Even though it's a kli. But it's pshutikli eight. MMA law, it's not mekabal tumah. It could touch a mouse, a dead mouse from today to tomorrow. It's not mekabal tumah. However, you have to go find the tzvat. You have to leave five minutes, go in that direction to the closet, open up the drawer, pull out a tzvat and come back. You just wasted 10 minutes of a, of a shirt sitting there. What do you do? Do you make your avnate tomei and get the mouse out immediately? Or do you go and you don't make anything tomei, but it's going to take you another 10 minutes? What do you do? That's the machalikas. Maybe this says you wait. Ten minutes, you do it in a way, in a proper way, that nothing else becomes dumb. Sorry. You take him out of the Hechel, my favorite chart of all time, most used chart. Daddy Korbeth will tell you. Here's the Hechel. The Ulam. Here's the Azara. This is where they shaft all the Karbanas. You go up the 15 steps, none, the 15 steps there. You go into the Ulam. And the Eichel, what's the Eichel? That's where the Menorah is, the Shulchan, the Mizbech HaKtoyres, Mizbech HaZov, it's called Mizbech HaKtoyres, that's where you do the Ktoyres. And inside here is the Kodesh Kodesh. So, on Shabbos, we don't have a choice, so when it's in these areas, Shalom Aleichem Phil Baron, I gotta stop to say Shalom Aleichem Phil Baron, Shalom, how are you? I missed you. So in these areas, you take it out, Not only that, from this area right over here, between this and the Mizbeach, that's where the Kiyar is. This is very, that has a lot of Gdusha. Get rid of this mouse. Divrei Rebbe Shivim Benanas. Rebbe Kiva Oimer, Komokem Shechayovim Azdoini Kores Vashikigosichatos. Mishom Mitzim Oisam. So, comes Rebbe Kiva and says, no, is that, who is it? Yeah, Rebbe Kiva Oimer, Komokem Shechayovim Azdoini Kores. If, by mistake, you are Tomei, if you did it on purpose, you get cards. And, if you did it on mistake, you get a Chatos. That's where you have to take it out. So, says Rebekiva, not true. Only in the places that it's done in cards, you get Chatos. But anywhere else, you do one of these, you take a copper bowl, and you cover the sheretz, and Shalom Yisrael. Rebbe Shimon Oimer, Mokoim Shetir Lecho Chachamim, Mishelcha Nasel Lecho, Shleitir Lecho Ela Mishum Shvos. This, we're going to have to explain, this is a throwback to somewhere completely different in the Masechta. Uh, we're finishing off the Masechta with Chazara. 
Nothing to do with our sugya. So we're going to see the Gemara for this Rup Shimon. Let's just do a few lines here. So we uh, don't do a whole daf tomorrow. But we have plenty of time. Over at Tavi Bar Kisno Amar Shmuel HaMachnes Tomei Sheres Lamikdosh. If you bring in a vessel that was touched by a sheretz, listen to this unbelievable chiddush. If you bring the vessel, the actual vessel that touched a dead mouse into the Beis Hamikdash, that's a no-no. Chayov. Sheretz atzmi potter. But bring the originator of the tuma into the Beis Hamikdash, you potter. You schlep a dead mouse in the Bismillah, nothing. You schlep the kli that touched the dead mouse, chayev. What are you chayev? Rashi says, you chayev karis. Says the Vilna going on the side here, to'u soifer. It's simply a mistake because it's mefurish and toris kehanim that you're not chayev karis. You're only chayev malkus. Okay. My time was Pshat, Omar Kromi Zohar Vadin Keva de Shalechu. If you're a Zohar in a Keva that have too many, you gotta get out of the base of Migdosh. Mishishli Tahar Bemikva, that's similar to a Zohar in a Keva to jump into the Mikva and become Tar. Yotza Sheret, Shainli Tahar Bemikva, but the Sheret himself you can't put in a Mikva, but the Kli you could put in the Mikva. So the whole problem is to put, bring something in the base of Migdosh that has a way out of the Tuma like a Kli, like a human being, but not the Sheret himself. Leima, just three more lines. Leima sayele, mizochad, nekevet shalechu, prat likli cheres. By the way, I have a Shiloh for the Olam. Here's my Shiloh. Do you have to toivel this mug? Or, uh, I have a different one. You know what? It doesn't matter. This can't be here. Sorry. Mistake. This. Do we have to table these mugs? Yes or no? I, I, okay, I'm looking at the screen now. I need everybody to show me a finger. Up or down? What do you do in your house? These mugs. Toivel or not toivel? What is going Everybody's toivel them? Everybody? <laughs> There's a couple of people that said not. It's a chiddush. A gadol for those who say you don't have to be toivel. You have to be toivel these. Why? Klicheres you're not toivel. They are right. Klicheres not toivel. This is not a klicheres. This has a glaze, a glass glaze on it. And therefore this is chayev in tevila. Just the FYI for those who don't know that. Okay, but anyway. Without a bracha, correct. The only things you make a bracha on are metal and glass. Without a bracha. So if you didn't know that halacha, I'm in good company. Says the Gemara. Oh, it's the same halacha that we just said a second ago. The reason is because this tells us you have to break it. The only, the, not this. This not. No, no, not this. But what some of you thought, this is a klicheres, earthenware, a clay a vessel, has no tahar in a mikvah. So if it has tuma, break it. Lie. Mishanasa avatuma. Only a kli that becomes avatuma. Let's say if a zav sits on it, medris, or it touched a dead person, avatuma. 
can never become Avatuma, and therefore, therefore what? Uh, where were we? Um, let me say it. Right. So, you don't have to send that to the base of English. Not because... Not because of what we thought. Uh, because of the mikvah. But because it doesn't become an avatoma. Rabbi I have a wonderful, wonderful week. I hope to see you tomorrow morning. And if not tomorrow morning, I'll see you at the seam tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Eretz Yisrael time. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. I don't want no no anybody that can't join, don't tell me now. Don't that, that you'll see later. The only people that could join should tell me. Right now, when did it freeze? How long ago? So why didn't you tell me?